0: This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. In this episode this week, we are going to be talking about literacy leaders create margins. Do you remember the uh, notebook paper? I mean, now that we've gone so digital, sometimes I think notebook paper might be a thing of the past, but we're educators, we're in the classrooms. I think notebook paper still has a place. Think about the notebook paper that has the blue lines where you're gonna be writing. On the left-hand side, there are red lines that show the margin. There's also margin at the top of the page as well. Now, imagine that this notebook paper is a day in the life of an educator. And outside the margins is the space that we need to build into our day for thought, reflection, for us, for time, for renewed energy. And the lines, the blue lines, that's what we do on a daily basis. That's our schedules. That's our lessons. That's interaction with parents, with colleagues, learning all of those things. But what I want you to imagine is that for most educators, every piece of that notebook paper. Has ink on it. It's filled up. You might see just tiny smidges of white coming through that ink, but it's everywhere. It's outside that red margin. It's up at the top. It is filled with ink. I think that's what happens to us in education. It happens to a lot of people. I know it happens to me. And as we run into 2023, I want us to consider how literacy leaders can create margins. Don't fill up that space on the left or at the top with every bit of ink that you've got. Leave it. Because it's so important that we have these margins in our life. Jill Savage says that margin is having the pace and space in your day to allow real life to happen. When we've created this completely covered page, we don't allow those moments. We don't allow for when traffic gets the best of us. We don't allow for when a conversation takes longer than it should. We don't allow to refresh, refocus, renew our energy. I follow a thought leader. He said that one of the things that he is doing in 2023 is he wants to spend more time outside looking up. I thought, wow, that's powerful. Do we spend time outside looking up or whatever it is for you that creates peace and calm, that creates that place and that space for renewed energy? I know this week, I gathered my team here at Learning Ally, my colleagues to say, I've got a working commitment in 2023. And I've wanted to do this for years, but I'm going to do it in 2023. And that working commitment is, I am creating the margins in my life because I need the margins. Because I want to get better. And if I get better, people around me get better. Just as educators, if we get better, better in our understanding of evidence-based literacy practices, then our kids get better. And that's what I want to do. So I said, hold me accountable to creating margins in my life for this year. Call me out. But I also want you to respect those blocks on my calendar. I want you to respect those holds. I want you to respect that. Now, me because I don't work in a bell-to-bell environment, however, I do work in a meeting-to-meeting environment, then I've got to find where those spaces in my day are going to be best utilized. So everyone is gonna be different. Maybe it is early morning for you. Maybe it's late at night. Maybe it's your planning period. Maybe it's on the way to work. It doesn't matter. We're all different. We all need to consider where our margins are. And I asked my team, I said, First of all, I want you to know that those margins, I don't want to touch those margins. When an urgent need comes up, I don't want to touch that margin unless I absolutely have to. I also want you to hold me accountable to ensuring that I take my designated time off. I mean, think about in education too. We sometimes hold on to our PTO, hold on to our time off. We want to try to space it out evenly, and we might even get to the end of the year not having taken that time. I've done that. In fact, I always have done that. And I I have committed myself to say, no, that time is mine. That is a part of my benefits of my job. How come I'm not taking that time? So that's some of the commitments that I have made in creating margins. And I want to give us just some things to think about, four different ideas to think about in creating margins in our life. So in one of my literacy routines that I do in the structured uh, literacy approach that I do with the students I tutor, one of those things is phonemic awareness. Now we know this if we understand uh, uh, literacy routines and instructions. And uh, um, what happens is, is that we do uh, the simple rule of addition, deletion, substitution. uh, Addition, deletion, substitution. In our word. So you know how this goes. I've got the word cat, kuh, a, t. I want you to substitute in that final position, b. Now it is a, b. We know how that works. So I took that simple literacy routine of addition, uh, deletion, and substitution and said, let's apply that to how we can create margins in our life. Because I think what happens for most of us, and I say I think, but I should say I know. I know what happens for most of us is that we only do addition. We don't do deletion and substitution. And I know this to be true, especially in our schools and districts around the country that are moving towards an evidence-based approach to reading instruction, moving to the science of reading. And what's happening is, is, well, let's keep everything that we've already got. Let's keep all of the existing curriculums, assessments. Let's keep the schedule. Let's keep the systems the way they are. And we'll just add in the things that are missing. And now we've created this burden and this overwhelm. We've gone outside the red lines. We've filled the page with every bit of ink. And in fact, the ink is spilling over the page. It's going well beyond the page. And that, in my mind, is creating teacher confusion. It's creating teacher burnout. It's creating uh, teacher fatigue. All of these things because that margin needs to be left open. So when we think about how to create margins in our life, I want us to consider there are times to add, yes, I don't deny that. But there's also a moment to say, what are we going to delete? What are we going to get rid of? We have to get rid of something. We can't just keep piling on. We're in a pile on phase. We're in a shove in phase. And that's not what's going to be effective, especially when you've got competing theories of action, when you've got competing theories. So let's delete some things. Let's uh, do uh, a review of the curriculums that we have. Let's do a review of the literacy routines that we're doing. Let's do a review of the assessments. Are the assessments getting the outcomes that we need when it comes to alignment to evidence-based practices? Let's review that. And if they don't meet the standards, delete them. Get rid of them. What's the phased out approach? What is the phase out, phase in of unlearning what we do have and learning the new strategies. Substitute. Substitute is also something. So instead of going outside the margins, let's substitute something that we're already doing. I think this is a great way to think about how to keep those margins protected. We gotta be maniacal about keeping those margins protected. Margins are where I need for me as a person. So first one, think about the addition, deletion, substitution rule in creating those margins in your life. Secondly, let's move on to protect fiercely. We want to protect those margins fiercely, maniacally. Just like I had the conversation with colleagues at the beginning of this year, I said, I want to protect that. And here's a good way to think about it. And that is when something comes your way, if it's not an automatic yes, then it's a no. Let me say it again. If it's not an automatic yes, then it's a no. In education, we are givers. We are caretakers. We are kind. We are responsible. We're all of these things that we are. And sometimes that's to our detriment because we want to say yes to everything. I want to say yes to everything. And in fact, I have a big problem with that. Not only in my day job, but also in community events, in my church, in uh, my kids' lives, whatever it is. But remember, remember, If you use this simple statement, if it's not an automatic yes, then it's a no. So because that helps you protect fiercely the margin on that piece of notebook paper that is your daily life. Protect it fiercely. Now listen, I completely understand. When there might be a moment where things bleed into the margin, I get it. Because sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time, life throws things our way. It throws our way that uh, the dishwasher isn't working. I got to go buy a new dishwasher and I use time and things like that happen in our lives. I understand where things bleed over. But the minute that is solved, protect it again. Put up a guardrail, make it a fence and make it not a fence that you can climb through. When I was young, I I grew up on a a farm and I could climb through those barbed wire fences. Now you gotta do it a little bit with some agility because you don't wanna get grabbed or stabbed with those barbed wires, but you could still get through. Hurt Might hurt a little bit, but you got through. I'm talking up putting a concrete barrier, putting a brick wall that I'm gonna protect them fiercely. Next, let's talk about minutes matter minutes matter so when we're trying to optimize the margins in our life i've got to think about my 24 hour day we've all got a 24 hour day and that that is strict it can't be changed it's not moved those are the minutes those are the hours and minutes within my day that i've got to figure out where are the margins So I'm just going to give you the example of my life around where my margins are. And yours, like I said, are going to be different. My margins are, is that I get up at a very specific time every single day. What that does, it allows me to get dressed quickly, to have a moment in a quiet living room. It's dark. I only have a single lamp on. And I have some time for reflection, for uh, sitting and thinking for about 15 minutes before I head off to the gym. I'm going to tell you what, that time is precious to me. That time has value for me. That is my time. And I don't want anybody messing with that time. I also have margins in my drive to the gym and my drive home from the gym. Those are some of my margin times. Because on my drive to the gym, the radio is off. It's me in the car alone. It's dark. I have some time for just reflection, for thought. On my way home, I always put on a podcast. Always. Because that's a learning moment for me. Get home, uh, busy around the house, tidying things up, making my bed. Yeah, I make my bed every day because it makes me feel accomplished and complete. And then I head off to get ready and then start my day. Within the course of my day, now listen, I run. You run throughout the course of your day, especially when you live in the bell-to-bell world. But there's margins even there. I'm going to tell you there's margins. What are those quiet places and spaces that you can create the margins in your life to listen to something, to read something quick, to read something small? In your planning period, do you set aside the first three minutes just to sit alone and be quiet in your room? Breathe in, breathe out. Minutes matter. And I'm going to tell you that sometimes we think in our heads, oh my goodness, I need this extensive amount of time to renew and refresh when, in fact, maybe it is just 90 seconds. Then at the end of the day, we're bustling, hustling around, getting things ready for the next day. We're talking to parents, administrators. We're talking to colleagues. We're talking to our staff. All of these things in your drive home. What are you listening to? No, nah, no, you got to go pick up kids. And the minute that the kids get in the car, it's chaos. It's confusion. Well, maybe not confusion, but there's conversation. Hopefully, there's this energy in the air. And then we go into our nightly activities, which we know, depending upon the stage of life that you're in, if your kids are at home, what that looks like and feels like, and there are no margins there till you get those babies in bed, every minute matters. So where are the minutes in your day that you can have that time of reflection, have that time of thought? Have that time to read a quote. And listen, be cautious. Be really cautious of how much time that finger is flicking upward on your phone. We know it. We all know it. Because you need to create the margins in your life. That's going to make you a better literacy leader. I promise. I promise it'll make you a better literacy leader. So minutes matter. And then the fourth one is this. Don't feel guilty about listening to your body. Don't feel guilty. So often we think that adding more, adding without deleting or substituting, is the way to go. The more I do, the busier I am, then that makes me more effective. That's in our brains because that's the society that we live in. And that's false. More does not mean better. In fact, more Dilutes better. It dilutes better. So don't feel guilty about your margins. Don't feel guilty if your body says, "Go to bed at 7:30." And then for some reason, we want to make sure that we tell everybody the next day, "I was so tired last night, boy, I just went to bed at 7:30. It's like a way of, of justifying it of saying, well, boy, it really got the best of me, when saying, it's what I needed. It's absolutely what I needed. When on the weekends, when you think to yourself, I am going to create my lesson plans for next week and I'm going to get things done and I'm going to make copies of this and that, and then nothing happens over the weekend because you listened to your body, you created the margins in your life, And then for some reason, we got to go and we got to tell people, Boy, I didn't do anything this weekend. You don't need to tell anybody. You need to be confident. You need to be comfortable in saying, I managed my margins this weekend. And I did a really good job of managing my margins. You know, something I want to think about too is in these margins. What what is it for? Why does it matter so much as literacy leaders? Literacy leaders out there, this is big work. It's daunting work. It's scary work. It's good work. It's rewarding work. And it takes a lot of mental energy, and it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of knowledge, and it takes a lot of grit and resiliency as I'm having conversations with people. It it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot to be a literacy leader. And it's so important to create those margins because sustained thinking that you can do in the margins of your life, that it stands above smart thinking. Sustained thinking will always supersede smart thinking. And we've got to remember that sustained thinking is what it's about. And those margins allow me to have those moments, those minutes for sustained thinking. It also allows time to grow me. I grow in those minutes. I grow in those margins so that I can be better prepared for all the ink that is on those blue lines. I want to leave you with a final quote from Henry David Thoreau. He said, a broad margin of leisure is a beautiful thing in a man's life, just as in a book. Those of us that are literacy leaders, we know the importance of the margins in a book. We know the importance of, on that left-hand side, it's what binds it together. It's what binds that story together. We know that margins in a book is where I write notes is where I put down thoughts, is where I jot down pictures, things that remind me, that make me think about what that book is about. I think we can really relate to that. So let's use what Henry David Thoreau says. Let's create the margins in our life because it makes us better. Remember, we are going to think about the addition, deletion, substitution rule. We're going to protect our margins fiercely. We know that minutes matter. We can get some good margin time in our minutes. And don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty at all. It's your right to have margins in your life. Thanks so much, friends. We'll be with you next week. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, Create significance in the lives of our students. We need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.